Good morning. It's Wednesday. Um, it's my last day off today and I go to work tomorrow. Um, there's been so much anxiety with all the healthcare workers. I, you know, I've tested multiple people for this virus. You know, people that had the signs of symptoms and you kind of worried they could have it. And it's definitely, you know, I'm doing everything right. I'm wearing the proper PPE. I'm decontaminating when I get home. But, you know, listening to stories of nurses that are like healthy in their 40s with no comorbidities, which means no like other disease processes that get this and die has definitely, it's been a stressor for me. Um, I mean, I have insomnia anyways. I never sleep well. I'm up all the time in the middle of the night, but you know, this definitely has me sometimes sleeping like two or three hours before I go in for a 12 hour shift. And, you know, this constant worry that could I bring this home to my kids somehow? Could I be the reason that they end up intubated in a hospital? So I know a lot of healthcare workers are terrified. You know, that whole N95 reuse thing, that's, that's a true thing. You know, we have little paper bags and, you know, I've seen the Tupperware thing where somebody kept it in there to try to keep it cleaner because you got to reuse it. And uh, I'll be honest, though, I actually, you know, I just had somebody that I thought recently could have been a positive. I just took my mask off, threw it out, and I got another one because we do currently have the option to get another one. I know at some point we may dwindle down to just having the last one, and then I'll deal with it then. Um, it's just so scary. I've seen some of my fellow nurses, you know, say they talk about doing their, like, last will and testament because, you know, and there's still people out there that have this whole it's just like the flu. It's no big deal. And I was at the very beginning of it. I totally was one of those. I'm like, okay, it's a virus. You know, there are some really bad viruses out there. I get it. And, you know, now I'm just like, geez, you know, a lot of people are being intubated. A lot of people are dying and it's definitely a scary time. And I don't have the luxury to send my kids with somebody. Like I don't have the luxury to just, you know, Hey, my kids are staying with the grandparents while I'm out there working and, you know, I don't have the added stress of bringing it home because they're somewhere safe. I don't have that option. Um, I know some people do and they're very lucky. I mean, I don't have the kind of money to put myself up at a hotel either for the next month or two because we don't even know how long this will play out. So it's definitely been, you know, a little stressful doing everything I can to make sure when I come home, you know, I'm not hugging them as much and kissing on them because I'm like, what if I do show signs? You know, I don't want to be. So they know that I've been trying to keep my distance at home. Uh, it's just been kind of nerve wracking for so many of us, you know, the anxiety and depression has been like just amplified with people who already may have these issues anyways. And not one single person that I know of currently has just this being their only problem. You know, it's not like everybody's life is super grand and just this current pandemic is their stressor. It's multiple stressors. It's, you know, my kid's in the hospital. My kid has cancer. You know, we had a death in the family my kid was hospitalized. It's multiple issues. So I just know how high everybody's anxiety is right now. I actually had my yearly eval and I brought that up. Like somehow my boss managed to squeeze a yearly eval in with this going on. And it's kind of like a running joke because, you know, working in the ER, you're just stressed out anyways. You see a lot of death, you see pediatric deaths, you see pediatric traumas, you, know, you see a lot of stuff anyways. And, you know, sometimes tensions are high and sometimes you can get angry at different things whether it's a doctor who you feel isn't doing the right thing 
or if you feel like, you know, you're getting all the difficult cases for the day as somebody else is getting all the sore throats. I mean, there's just, there's a lot of stress anyways in that environment. And as a running joke, I've always said at staff meetings, we need like a Valium salt lick, you know, to calm everybody the fuck down. And then it moved to, you know, we could use like one of those massage chairs, those like ones that you can like, you know, get those nice like five, 10 minute massages. That would be great. And they did like have a masseuse come to our work like one day at funky times and some of us weren't working and I'm not I'm not driving out to work to get like I don't know I just didn't do it and then the other option was those punching dummies those like half man sitting on like a thing that you can like punch the shit out of I've mentioned that and they have not bought that so this year I was like you know what with everybody's tensions high like I'm thinking more mental health focus like you should have somebody come in here you know, a licensed professional and talk to your staff because I'm thinking of multiple staff members. I know that like lost a kid this past year, you know, ones that are dealing with kids being in the hospital, you know, family members that are dying of cancer, like just different things. I know for a fact, some of my coworkers are dealing with while being on the front lines of taking care of people that they should have somebody come in. So I don't know. If, I mean, my boss, you know, said it was a good idea. I don't know if it's going to happen. But it's definitely something, you know, because not everybody has even the insurance or the money if they do have the insurance, you know, whatever their copay is to go see a professional. And honestly, a lot of them are doing telehealth. So, you know, a lot of people's mental health is not being addressed right now. It's kind of like when you're in the middle of a crisis, like you're just dealing with the crisis and it's not going to be until afterwards that like every, you know, the adrenaline's gone and you're sitting there like in a puddle and just mess. Like I'm thinking when I've had traumatic days at work and there's really only like one or two days that have been that bad that like while I was in it, you know, you're like, oh, this patient has a heart rate of like 230 You can get them the adenosine and this pediatric trauma is coming in and this pediatric trauma is getting life flighted out. And you just maybe you had a bad doctor that day and you're dealing with it and you're just, you know, doing your 12 hours. And then like on the way home, you know, you're having your meltdown, you're screaming, you're crying, you're like jumping in the shower, crying, whatever. You know, I remember I cut my hair one day after a real traumatic day because it felt heavy. Like that's, you know, during the 12 hour shift, I did my shit. Coming home, I lost my shit. So, and like I said, all the years I've worked, I've only had one or two days that were that bad because you kind of do get used to dealing with a certain level of stress. You just, you just do. People die and you're like, okay, Next, because you have to go on to the next patient and somebody else's life has totally changed and the family members are crying, but you just keep moving because that's, you don't have the option to break down at work and, you know, I need to go cry for 10 minutes and process this. Like, you don't get that option. You get like in your ear, you know, hey, there's a chest pain at the window. There's somebody here with their kid that has a high fever and you have to like move from one room to the next and just keep going. So yeah, it would definitely, I mean, it would probably be nice if they always had some kind of therapy but I swear we do not pay attention to mental health enough in this country anyways. It's almost like seen as a weakness if we need to get the help or we need to be put on medicine. I mean, even in healthcare professionals, like I, I see it. Some nurses will admit it and be like, yeah, you know, I've or, you know, any healthcare professional, nurses, doctors, what have you, um, you know, STNAs. We are all dealing with some level of stress of just that whole caretaker role. And then, like I said, seeing death, seeing trauma on top of it. And some people are like, yeah, I've been on antidepressants for, you know, a decade and it's helped. But I still feel like there's this, you know, tough guy act where people, you know, no, I don't need medicine. No, I don't see a therapist. I just deal with it. I mean, maybe, like I said, we talked about this the other day. Maybe they're dealing with it by running 10 miles, trying to run away from their problems. Maybe they're drinking every night when they come home. 
I mean, I get lost in books. That's kind of currently my, you know, I just sometimes have a bad day and I just want to go upstairs and read like really cheesy, not cheesy, but like whatever, read some romance novels where everybody lives happily ever after. And, you know, whatever problem, it gets overcome in the book and it's all wrapped up in a pretty bow at the end. Like, that's what I need because I like that. I like to just go into a make-believe land where everything works out well. So that's kind of my current one. Because, no, I'm not currently medicated. I probably should be. I'll be honest. I probably should be. I uh, did see a therapist in the fall, and she was wonderful. And, of course, with insurance changes, now it's like, I don't know, $200 to go see her for like one hour a week, and I, I don't have it. So... You know, I'll figure out something else, but right now I'm just worried about work and bringing stuff home. So I think that's kind of the insomnia is just as bad, and the anxiety and the depression, and every day thinking, you know, the patient I just tested could have it. And I, I don't know, I heard from work like we're not allowed to go back and look up patients. You know, I mean, sometimes you do. It's funny because, like, I'll go look up a patient at work three days later because we have culture reports, they come back. It's a patient I never took care of. And I'll look it up. Oh, okay, they had a UTI. They went home on this antibiotic. They need this one. And I, we take care of it. But somebody was saying there's an email that if they're a COVID positive patient, we can't go back and find out if the patient we spent all shift with had it, that some higher ups will let us know if we need to know. Hopefully that's true. I guess I'm just not a very trustful person because I feel like, I mean, would they really? I mean, who's who's in charge of that? Who's in charge of looking up every patient we have that's a positive? I don't know. So it's going to be interesting to see if, you know, I even find out. And then there's the whole, how effective is this test? Because one of the docs I work with said that some of the people negative, they're still treating like they do have it. Because even though, you know, there's been flus, I've watched somebody swab my husband. They did a poor job of it. I know he had the flu because I had the flu and I was swabbed correctly. Therefore, he had it, but he wasn't swabbed correctly. So did he have the flu? Yes. Did the swab say no? It did. So I don't know. I mean, there's this whole, yeah, I was COVID negative, but are you really? So like I said, it's just a lot of stress going on right now at work. And, you know, this is my day off, but I'm definitely already anxious thinking about how I have to go in tomorrow and wear that tight ass N95 mask and goggles that leave marks on my face and, you know, the gown and worry that, you know, sometimes people are like, you know, just don't use another one. You know, everybody's real like counting masks and shit. And I'm not lying. They literally are counting masks, you know, and why are this many miss? Why is this many missing? And you know, we only have a limited number, and it just you know, so you're already dealing with stress. And I'm like, people need to be careful because there'll be nurses walking out here soon. I'm sure of it, just because we're tired of like being micromanaged while in the middle of a crisis. Um, so just kind of thoughts for today. Just a lot of stress and worry. I'm gonna try to relax and enjoy my day with my kids. Read some books. We're still reading the books I mentioned a while back, you know, um, The Disaster Days, which is super appropriate for what's going on currently. PAX, which is a very great book. People should read that one. It's about this boy trying to find his fox, and it's really cool. And On the Come Up, which is a great book, too. So we're still reading those today and just trying to lately watch movies and kind of have movie days and just do something to kind of take our minds off of everything because April's our off month anyway. So we're just trying to do that when I'm home and then... It's just getting harder to not think about work when I'm not at work. Usually I'm great about that. I have a bad day. I come home. I forget. Like I do. I just forget about who I took care of. I forget what patients I had. And it's kind of embarrassing because like somebody will see me out. You were my nurse. And I'm like, was I? Like I do. I just compartmentalize. Like I don't remember. I go home and I forget the whole work day. And, you know, lately it's just been, I think, just all the stress and anxiety even when I'm home, I'm like, oh, I have to go in tomorrow. Let's hope I don't come across anybody, you know, the positive. And, you know, let's hope I don't bring anything home to my kids. And 
it's just all that anxiety of stress that I actually get like my belly all churning a day before I go in. So that's currently where I'm at. So, you know, and I do, you know, I get that people, and it's so funny because I had this talk with Mark yesterday. There are people that can't work right now and they're trying to get unemployment and I understand they can't pay their bills. They don't, they can't afford food because they're getting a fraction of what they brought home working. And so they're dealing with those struggles. And here I'm getting all the hours I want. I'm paying my house payment. I'm paying all my bills. I have enough to get freaking takeout. You know, I'm like, oh yeah, let's go support Toro, a local business because I have the extra money. But on the flip side of that is, you know, I hope I don't die. Like, you know, that's that's literally where I'm at right now. I'm like, you know, I, I have all the money to pay my bills and I get to go to my job, but I hope I don't die. Like, you know, this is scary. And then, you know, I'm, I am a little jealous of people that get to stay home and safe, you know, but then, like I said, I understand they have their stresses too. They have the stresses of not paying bills. And because I'm looking at what if I die, I see nurses die. I, I, I don't know. I think I'd rather be poor and be alive with my kids. So it's kind of a stress right now I have, but I'm not the only one who's dealing with the stress. So I just hope all my healthcare people out there are hanging in there. And, you know, we're all a little terrified and scared, but I've also, I know how well at my job anyways, we work together and, you know, it's just been, it's been good to have the team that we have. It's just with all the stress going on. So I do have that when I go in, it's teams, it's all my team members that I love working with and everybody there is wonderful. So even though we're dealing and we're in the trenches and we're all scared and stressed, you know, we all work so well together. So it's a positive, you know, it sucks to work at a place where you hate each other, and you're going in to deal with this too. So that's, that's the one positive, you know, all the doctors are wonderful, all the nurses are wonderful. Like, it's the kind of staff that if my family member's sick, I'd be happy that they'd go to that hospital. That's how I feel. So but just thoughts for today, anxiety, depression, insomnia, kind of need something uplifting. So I don't know what that is today. I'll be honest. I think I'm just, like I said, read with the kids, watch some movies and cuddle them a little bit and then just, you know, go in tomorrow. Although I will say after tomorrow, because I'm only down to two days a week now. I mean, there's been a lot of cancellations because currently our census is low. I know that's going to be blowing up here shortly. But um, after Thursday, I have a four day weekend and I am absolutely going to fucking enjoy my Friday Saturday, Sunday, Monday off. Because after this, I think I work every weekend for the next two months. This is like my last weekend I'm that I have off. So I hope, you know, there'll be a more positive, I'll do like a little short podcast before work tomorrow. And then Friday will be like a much more uplifting one, I promise, because this is totally depressing and sad. I get it. But, um, you know, Friday will be a nice uplifting one, because I'll be happy that I have four days off. <laughs> um, I hope everybody's hanging in there. Just, you know, really, I hope y'all have a support system. I know there's 1-800 numbers online, you could like talk to strangers if you really feel like it's overwhelming and too much. And that's kind of my takeaway from today. Just, you know, really worry about your mental health and, you know, whether you have to read books, listen to music, talk to somebody that you trust about all the stress and anxiety. And, you know, my inbox is always open. I'm on Facebook. My, you know, you can message me. I've had people message me before at like three in the morning that were stressed out and it's totally cool because I'll answer. So I hope everybody's taking it easy. Take care.